The following was a podcast I did for a 30-day solar challenge on our Solar Pros group. It is with Earl Capule, the door-to-door energy expert. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Awesome. Well, hey, on the phone here with Earl, well, I guess on a webinar or Zoom, whatever you want to call it, talking with Earl here, Kapool, out, or, uh, you're going to have to tell me how to say your name right, Earl. It's Kapule. Kapule. Is yeah. that like Hawaiian? Hawaiian, yep. Hawaiian. So I lived in, I don't know if you knew this, I lived in Hawaii for uh, two years. Oh, nice. Yeah, I cool there. so anyway, so okay. we'll, we'll get to that for a second, but anyway, talking with Earl here. Super excited because he's like the man. If you're if you're in solar and you don't know who Earl is, then you live in a box. <laughs> so Earl, kind of like for for most people, I think most people on this like group are gonna know you. But for those who don't, like, kind of like who are you and what's your what's your story? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Earl Kapule. I was born and raised in Hawaii, and I moved out to San Diego when I was about 24. So I've been here since 2010, um, but growing up in Hawaii, you know, graduated from high school, became a carpenter for some time. I, I did carpentry for about five years before I moved out to San Diego. And then while I was in San Diego, I did health coaching for a while, which is, which is what I still do on side. Um, and then in 2013 is when I began my solar journey. Um, but I, in the past, I've had no sales experience. I've never knocked on doors before. It was mostly construction, um, so no communication skills. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> I, I got into solar by accident. Someone invited me to come work for the solar company as a site surveyor, where I would go on the roofs and just take measurements back when they did site surveys, even before you sat down in the home. And so I went on a mission trip in the Philippines for a month and came back, and that position was taken. And my friend, he was managing the solar company and he said, Hey, you know, we always got sales open. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm good with that. And he said, no, I think you'll like it. Like it's, it doesn't cost people anything out of pocket. You save their money. You know, we knock on doors. I was like, no, even more. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Sound like a scam. But he said, you know, come to a meeting uh, and just check it out. So I came to a meeting. It was held in a, an apartment. They were still growing, you know, a very small company. Uh, first, it was out of the garage, but at this point, they were in an apartment, so that was pretty cool. Everybody was from Utah. And um, <laughs> so went through the meeting, and I was like, wow, this looks pretty legit. So let's just see how it goes. So they said, so you knock 500 doors, or you, you shadow for 500 doors, and then you'll get to knock on your own doors. So they, they were like, I'll pay you 500 bucks just to go on 500 doors and see if you like it or not. Memorize the pitch, follow somebody. And if you like it, you know, welcome aboard. If not, you know, no worries. So I did that. I shadowed for 500 doors. And I was like, man, is that it? Like, you just set up an appointment and then you show them the numbers. They sign up and you make 1,500, 2,500 bucks. Back then, you know, it was a lot less. 
And I was like, that's good money. A lot better than breaking my back for 40 hours a week, um, you know, for a small check. So I, I gave it a shot. Um, but that's, that's how my journey started in solar. Um, and then I just got really good at it. You know, I, was fig I figured if people work 40 hours and make 10, 12, 15 bucks an hour, what would happen if I did 40 hours a week making this kind of money? And so I implemented that and I got a lot better than those that have been doing it a lot longer than me and um, kind of surpassed them. And, and, you know, a lot, a lot of them said, you know, what are you, what are you doing differently? And I said, well, I'm just working more. <laughs> You're doing 20 hours a week, you know, making good money. I'm working 40 hours a week because I got to catch up to you guys. I got to learn a lot of things that you guys know. Um, and I'm just getting better and building my craft, getting really good at it. The more hours I put in, the more consistently I do it, the better I get at it. Dang, that's good. Well, that I, like that sounds like a very vanilla story, but I, I'm, if I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper into there and like yeah. get, get some more out of that. So like, and I think that's, well, that's because you're humble. And I, I talked to a lot of like, when I talk to someone that's really like mastered their craft, they're just like, oh, I just went out there and worked hard and made it. But like, there's always <laughs> unique parts of that that like sure. make it, make it like, cause, cause a lot of people knock doors in solar. Yeah. A lot of people have tried to knock doors. Yeah. But the difference is, is like you've made it successful and made it career. Yeah. Right. So what's the difference between someone that gets out there and just tries it a bit and, but someone that like actually sticks, like what, what did you notice for you when you were going through that, man, this is hard or like, Oh, there's a lot of other people dropping off. What did you notice that you did differently? Um, yeah. Well, well, one thing I forgot to mention is so Living in Hawaii, you know, when people say, oh, you're from Hawaii, they're like, oh, cool, you know, from Hawaii, paradise, whatever. Um, we lived in, in the low class. So, like, we lived in a tiny house, and there were times where we didn't have electricity, water, and things like that, low on food. And so, I always, when I, when I first found out about this industry, and that you can make this kind of money really helping people, and then I compared it to where I kind of came from, it really pushed me to kind of... Um, really go for it. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, I don't know where else you could make this kind of money doing this type of work where it's, it's more mental than physical. You know, I was used to just busting your back and doing physical work uh, to get paid. And now I can use my mindset, use my positivity and, and energy to actually help mm -hmm. everybody, you know? And so in the beginning, coming in, doing this, yeah, it's very difficult as far as like rejection and getting a lot of notes. In the beginning, there were a lot of notes for sure because I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I had a pitch to, to use, but that wasn't enough. And so one thing I, I found out early on is that you needed a really strong mindset. Like you need to be super positive. You need to know how to motivate yourself because people call it the solar coaster. It's going to go up and down. You're going to have good weeks, bad weeks, and it's going to be all over the place. And I've seen people drop off, you know, every other month we had a new sales team and people couldn't, they couldn't stick around. And I think the biggest thing for that is because they didn't have the right mindset. A lot of them saw the money, they saw the opportunity, uh, they tried to memorize the pitch, but they thought, I can do it my own, I'm going to do it my own way, use my own personality and do it myself and make the same amount of money. And the same mistake was being made over and over is that they weren't coachable. They didn't want to do what was working. Yeah. Instead, they tried it their own way. It didn't work. And then they said, oh, this doesn't work. So they quit. So yeah. mindset and being coachable are like two huge keys that when I first started, because I shadowed the, the people that were having the most success, 
I shadowed them and I soaked everything in. I never took anything they said and said, oh, I'm not going to try that. That's not my personality or I, I don't feel right with that. If it worked, I did it. Uh, if I had to change my personality or change the way, you know, I operate, then I was going to do it because it worked. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. And so that helped me a lot. And I think a lot of people have a hard time doing that. They have too much pride to make adjustments that will bring them the success they want. And so it's hard. You can't hold on to your, your life in the past and get the, what you want in the future. You have to change. You have to adjust uh, to improve and to get what you want. So you mentioned I, there's a couple things I caught in there that were really unique. So most people, when they get into door-to-door or solar in general, and well, sales, really, it's like their, their goal is to make a ton of money. Yeah. Um, you, you didn't bring that up very strongly. You brought it up like as a side bonus, but you, what you mentioned was, is well, positive mindset, being coachable. But I think the key there is you said, I want to help other people. Yeah. And so I think, and you can like, let me know if I'm, if I'm off on this, but you had a greater why, not just like, oh, I need like my desires filled. It's, this is actually something that's really going to help people. And I'm here to help you. And I think that that like little nuance makes a huge difference, not only in your ability to get through the nose, but also to help get people to say yes. For sure. For sure. Would you agree with I that? Mean, for sure. I mean, and that, that's, a, that is a big thing. A lot of the new guys who come in, Oh yeah, a lot of money, a lot of money. And they making money is more important than helping people. It's not that they don't want to help people, but making money is more important to them. And so if they just switch it to where helping people is more important than making the money, then they can get past all the rejection and no's and all that stuff. Um, because yeah, the bigger, the bigger the goal, the bigger the dream and, and, and the bigger the prize, the more whys you're going to need. You know, you can't just have one why, yeah. you know, I want to pay my bills. It's not enough. You need a lot of whys and you need stronger whys. And so I had a lot of them. You know, I was already building up <laughs> a lot of whys even before I got into solar. I was already in this um, growth mindset of, of uh, self-development. I was already doing that stuff before getting into it. So I think that helped a lot. So like what, what are, what are, what's it, how do you define a strong why? Cause I think that's really important. Cause some, like you said, like just paying the bills for some, that might be a strong why for a little bit, but like you yeah. said, you had multiple whys that are strong. So how, like if someone's, cause I, I get this all, we hear it in sales all the time. You have to have a why. But then some people are like, well, I think my wife's strong, but it's really not. So how do you, someone's been through the ringer with solar, define a strong wife? Yeah. Um, I mean, for most people, they go straight to family. You know, they, they use, uh, well, I want to be able to support my family. I want to give them a good life. Um, they think about their children, you know, I want to send them to college. And I try to just think of all the wise I can think of. When I'm out on the doors, if days are, these are harder than another, I'm just going through my head a list of things, not just one thing. You know, my parents are getting older. I want to be able to take care of them as well. Um, and then I remember where I came from and where I'm at now, and it pushes me. And think of all these things that keep pushing me because the more you have, it's like fuel. So the more you feel that fire, then the bigger the fire gets, and you don't want to stop. But if you only have so much fuel, you get, the fire's going to die pretty quickly. Yeah. So, all right. So we have your why. You're working hard. You're being successful in solar. And that was back in 2013, 2014. Yeah. It's been a few years since then. So like what, what's the change that you've experienced personally and professionally from when you first started and were making good money to now when you're like 
you've put the 10,000 hours in you're, you finished the 10,000 hour rule. You're a master now. Like what's, what's changed how individually. Yeah. A lot has changed. Um, definitely my mindset. So there's two things that I, I consider people that people need to learn when they're getting into door to door or sales is mindset and skill set. So whenever I do presentations and I'm speaking somewhere, I'm talking about mindset and skill set. And the first and foremost is mindset, you know, cause you can have all the skills you want, but with the wrong mindset, it's not going to work. And so recently, especially this past year, I've been analyzing everything I've been learning in the last, you know, five, six years and then putting it into a program and kind of really analyzing it. Cause the thing is for the first three or four years, I was having success, but I really didn't know why I was just doing it. It was working, but I never did stop and kind of break it down to see kind of how it's working. And so that's why a year or two ago, I started putting out content. And as I started putting out content, I started realizing what I was actually doing and what was actually working and why it was working. And so, and then people were responding like, Oh, that's cool. I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, this is the stuff I've been doing for years. You know, it's pretty simple. Uh, but I've been able to break all that stuff down. And so mindset has been one of the biggest key and then skill set has been the second biggest thing. So I've, I've been putting the two together and then seeing how they mesh and how they apply them um, practically. Well, let's dive into skill set for a bit. So what's like, what's the skill set that you need to be successful in solar sales? Because mindset, I think we can, we could probably get to that pretty quick and easy. I think generally everybody knows like, be positive, be grateful, have your why, but skill set, What's the, well, not so much just to be successful. What's the difference between long-term success skill set and short-term success skill set? Because I can teach somebody, go out there, get some knocks and doors, get an appointment. That doesn't mean they're going to be here forever. They're just going to yeah. try it a bit and burn out. So what's the difference? Yeah. For me, I mean, one of the biggest things you need to have when you're, if you want long-term success, of course, is going to be patience. I think a lot of people that aren't having success, one of the biggest reasons is because they don't have enough patience. And and partially they've been trained differently. <laughs> some, there are some companies that say, hey, you know, don't spend too much time at the door. And there's a sh it's a short pitch at the door. So uh -huh. there's not enough information. So you, you, can you can give too much information at the door, but you can also give too little information. So if you're getting a lot of canceled appointments, you can people ghost you. A big part of it is they didn't trust you and there was not enough information for them to hold the appointment. And so patience is really big. I'll spend five, 10, 15, 20 minutes at a door. If it means I'm going to get a sale, if, if I know that this person is very interested, but a lot of reps out there are skipping a lot of homes that aren't interested right away. Um, if, if you threw out solar and they say, no, not interested, they move right on. If they tell me I'm not interested, I ask them why. And I keep pushing through using patience, trying to figure out why they're not interested. And then by the time we're done talking, we got, we have an appointment. And so the other thing is a lot of times people don't realize that when you're at someone's home, this is their home, their time, and you just interrupted their day. So now you need to bring some value to show them that it's worth their time to stand there and talk to a stranger. You have to pay for their time. So you are paying for their time with value. And if you want an appointment, you better bring a good amount of value, not just, hey, would you like to set up an appointment to meet another stranger that's going to tell you about solar um, that might be expensive and cost you a lot of money? No, I mean, you really need to explain it and just give them some real value. Whether or not they set up an appointment, that value needs to be able to help, help them in some way, even if you leave with no appointment. So what, what value do you give, right? Because like, that's the hard part. It's like, 
all right, I, I need to engage this person, but I'm not going to like, yeah, what, what, like when you talk about value, dive into that. Yeah, so for sure. So uh, as soon as the door opens, you break the preoccupation, get their attention, right? Get their attention. For me, my, my style is we're just here for notification. And literally the first half of my pitch is a full-on notification. And it's talking about things that's happening with their utility company that they may not understand is happening, that has already happened or will be happening. And I'll have articles on a slick, laminated on a clipboard with me, or I have a bill, an example of an, a bill, and I'm showing them, this is how your bills work. Do you understand that? Did you notice the changes that just happened recently? Well, this is what changed and this is how it affects you. But if you do these things, it can help you save money. So like time, just for example, time of use. I go out there and I tell people, hey, have you guys noticed the time of use? It kicked in in March. And some of them are yes, some of them are no. I ask them, hey, have you guys picked a plan? You know, there's a few of them. And they give you an opportunity to choose one. Some people say no. Then I tell them, okay, well, that means you're on the default plan. But default means for uh, between four and nine, it's most expensive. Anytime outside of that, it's considered off-peak. There's other plans where there's a super off-peak, but you're probably on the default plan. But check your bill, and I show them where to look for it, and I give them all these really good tips mm. to help them save money on the electric bill. If I leave without an appointment, I've helped them save money and understand their utility a little bit better. But what happens is after I give them that information, they're now like, oh man, this guy gave me some good value. What else, what else does he have to offer? And then when I get into net metering and solar, they're like, huh, I've never heard of solar that way before. Uh, please tell me more and I'd like more information. And we set up an appointment. And so now they're informed, they're educated, and they feel that I gave them some value that I stood there long enough to give them that information they feel that now they owe me an appointment. Dude, that's, that's like, I, I've done door to door for a long time. And I, that is one of the first times I've ever heard someone actually like give value in an appointment. So let me just like summarize that for some, some people will probably like heard that and they're like, Oh, that's cool. But like, I want to tell you how freaking cool that is. So you literally like help people say, Hey, here, here's the value you're going to get from talking with us. I'm going to help you with your bill and save money. Whether you, agree to talk yep. like talk to me in the future or not yep so that, I, I love that now how do i do that in a non-time of use state <laughs> well i always <laughs> people always reach out to me like hey can you adjust my pitch can you take a look at it etc you know and i tell them i don't know much about your utility company one thing you need to do is study your utility company find out their history what have they been doing over the last 20 years you can find articles that will help mm -hmm. teach you about these things um, get a copy of a bill, read through it, and look for things that you can help the homeowner notice that would be helpful to them. I think every yeah. state has something to, that, you know, that can benefit them. Yeah, I think one, one thing I've noticed with all the states, especially the past few years, is they're starting to add this, the renewable energy charge or clean energy adjustment, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. they call it. And I guess you could use that and say, hey, let me show you what they've been charging you. You guys have actually been paying for these wind farms. You didn't even know about it. Yep. You know? And so yeah. my job is just to show how you can take that money you're already paying to pay for the utilities wind farms and you have that pay for your own uh, energy farm on your house. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, even, even as simple as just taking a bill and showing them how the utility company charges them for electricity. I mean, most people yeah. don't even take, take the time to look at that. They just look at the total and pay. So you could just be going there, walking them through the bill. So this part of the bill, this is what it means. And then show them some of the infrastructure charges 
and say, hey, you know, some people don't notice that competition transition charge. It's part of, as people go solar, you know, you're having to pay more to help with that. So yeah, a lot of different ways. So that way, like, you're, you're, also, you're building value, but you're also building this rapport as an, and, and your own personal brand, or not your brand, but building your expertise. And so, there, so when you come back, it's like, okay, this, already, this guy already gave us value. Right. He already like made our life better. So let's listen to him to see what he has to say. So how many, let, let's set a benchmark out there. Out of 10 doors that you knock, how many actually sit down for an appointment or, or make an appointment? <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing I've done over the years is I've analyzed my numbers. You know, you can't improve what you don't measure. And so I've been measuring my numbers for years now. And if I get in front of three homeowners and they let me go through my whole pitch, one or two of them are sitting down with me or they're okay, setting an appointment. Awesome. They'll at least set up an appointment. You know, maybe, you know, I have to keep rescheduling, but two of them will, will sit. And that's in California. That's in California. Yeah. That's so in California. I'd love to go to new, newer markets and try this out. <laughs> Dude, you need to come fly out to Illinois. You'll <laughs> have the three out of three. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, then you're in the hall. So for new reps though, what should they expect? Let's say they're in, a market like California, they're, they're just yeah. getting started. What's that, what's that ratio they should expect to, to get? Yep. So when it comes to the doors, like in the door, to door industry, what I hear a lot is, Hey, hit a hundred doors and you get a sale or whatever, you know, uh -huh. for me, I only count. I only look for three things when I call it, when it's a qualified conversation. So it's number one, they have to be the homeowner. The person I'm speaking with at the door, they have to be the homeowner. Number two, they pay, you know, 60 bucks or more, which is pretty much everybody. And then number three, they have to let me get pretty far into my pitch before I call it a conversation. If it's a th three second conversation, I don't even count that. Because the thing is in, your, in people's minds, if you're having to count every single door knock and even two second conversations, now it's becoming more like I'm a loser. I talked to a hundred people. You didn't talk to a hundred people. You only talked to three actual you know, homeowners that had a conversation with you. And so I try to keep it simple to where maybe start with try to hit 20 of those conversations it'd be hard to get that much in one yeah. day but shoot for me or 10 so if it's 10 actual conversations in a day shoot for one or two of those turning into an appointment in the beginning um, and then eventually snap bring that number bring those numbers down and the way you can do that is i analyze myself at every single door and i always tell myself how can i improve at the next door whether it was my fault or not that the person said not interested i still make it my fault so i can improve and say what can i do differently at the next door love it i mean that yeah i, I noticed a lot of reps because they want like they want to feel good about themselves yeah. when they're first starting and so that, I, I get that it's like natural inclination and they have their sales rabbit or whatever they have they have <laughs> and they'll be like i knocked 100 doors and i looked at yeah. it and it's like not home yeah. not home not home yeah right yeah Right, like yeah. me, I've never marked those. I don't yeah, mark do. if, yeah. if they don't even talk to them. Because then I then yeah. I look at my area and like, yeah. I knocked all the doors. Like, no, you didn't. You talked to like yeah. four people. You have yep. hundreds of doors to go knock. Go back. Yeah, exactly, for sure. So yeah, I don't mark them either. And so I only look at the ones where I actually converse with a human being, <laughs> yeah. and it's the homeowner, uh, and that that helps you to stay positive and motivated because now you're not looking at a hundred doors. You're just like, oh, yeah, three, not bad. And I would have a, I'd have a paper with me on one side, I'd put uh, interested and then I put not interested or, or qualified conversations, not qualified. Um, and then it helps me to see, actually see what's happening on, the, on a daily basis. Okay, today I only spoke with eight people. So you know, not, 
That's why I didn't get that many results. So I need to talk to more people. Cool. Cool. So now we got, we've talked a little bit about knocking doors. Let's talk about in the home now. So like, what are some things that you've noticed that have been very helpful for you to like closing deals? Not, not just talking about solar, not just like educating about solar, but really like helping close deals down. Yep. So again, so the biggest thing is before I walk more recently, since I've been starting this gratitude mindset group and everything, I've been re reframing the way I think of everything. And so for me, when I go and knock on a door or I walk into a home, I have this mindset of whether they sign up or not, it doesn't bother me. Um, my goal is just to give out the right information in the right way so that they can be well-informed to make the right decision. And if I do that properly, then they're going to sign up. But I'm not focusing on, I hope they sign up. I hope this is a good one. I hope there's no objections. I hope, you know, they like it. They're going to like it. And so I'm just focusing on the process. The process is the most important thing. If you get really good at the process, then it'll take care of the rest. You have to trust the process. Don't rush the process, right? Um, so for me, I go in there, you know, and I let people know, hey, I'm not here to sell anything. It's just some recommendations and uh, some things that other customers have told us why they've gone solar. So we're gonna show you why other people have gone solar. And if it makes sense for your home as well, then great, we can facilitate this process and show you how to move forward. And if not, at least you have a little bit more information. Um, so do you, go ahead. In the presentation, there's, uh, for me, there's, I just focus on three things. There's three yeses I'm trying to get. You want a lot of yeses, get as many yeses as you can throughout the pitch, right? But there's three big ones. So for me, number one, my first part of my presentation is talking about the utility company, what they're paying, all the things that's been happening, you know, really building the problem up and urgency. And so at the end of that first portion, they need to agree with me that based on all these facts and figures we just went over, the utility company is no longer a good solution. It's no longer a good choice to stick with them. You know, would you agree? Would you agree that rates are gonna continue to go up? And I asked them that and they said, yeah, I agree. Okay, cool, moving forward. And then we talk about solar for a little bit, a different, all the different ways of going solar. Now they need to agree that one of two programs are best for their home. Once they agree that they like one of the two programs, then now they will agree that they want to go solar. And, and you know, they've given you a little yes. And then the third one is I show them all the numbers and the designs and everything. And I show them which, which now which plan looks better, staying with the utility company or this plan we just went over. Plan B, okay, cool, moving forward. So those are the three main yeses, but there's a lot of other yeses along the way that help yeah. uh, build it up. Yeah, cool. That, like, I want to just like, whoever's listening to this, I want to reach through like the camera or the, the mic and like shake them and be like, do you understand? This is like how you make six <laughs> figures in solar right now. Like, yeah. this is seriously, this is, you can make six it's, figures a year in America if you just do these things yeah. for 40 hours a week uh, right. consistently. <laughs> right so yeah. now let's i a lot of times in these conversations we talk a lot about like just the the nitty-gritty sales stuff but you do a ton of management as well right yes so like what's your advice to managers because you've been doing it for a long time and you i'm sure you've made some mistakes and i'm sure you've had a lot of successes so like for managers that listen to this like what what's your advice to them on how to like grow and build your team or or just stay consistent for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a learning curve for me. 
Um, and I've learned over time that you can't treat everybody the same way, you know, like throw out a message and, and, and expect every single one of them to understand it, take it and apply it. Everybody's different. And so I feel like you really need to get to know your reps individually and see how they learn individually and then play on that. Um, it's really about helping them become successful and not worry about the numbers and everything, helping them become better so they can have better results. Um, I follow Jim Rohn a lot. And so Jim Rohn says, you know, if you want things to get better, you got to be better. And so helping these people to see where they're at, find out where they're at and then help them to get to the next level. Um, everybody's going to be on different levels. You know, you got level two reps, you got level five reps, you got level nine reps and you need to treat them. So, uh, so you might be talking to a level nine rep and telling him the ba basic stuff when he needs level nine stuff. And a level two person, you're talking to him like level nine, but he needs level two stuff. And so you really need to find those things out and then teach them accordingly um, and, then, and really be there for them and help them and not worry about the numbers. The numbers will come. Yeah, and I, I like that approach because specifically, like a lot of times as managers, we look at our office, right? Like where yeah. I need to teach my office. And right. then we want, hey, everybody's got to be up to the same standard. Yep. Right. But if you do like on not micromanage, but on a micro level, say, yep. okay, here are my reps. Where are they at and where do they need to go on right. an individual level? That's going to help them advance quicker. It's going to be more work. Yep. But it's going to help them advance quicker. So, let, well, it's, this one thing keeps on, like, I can't get this out of my head because I think we need to address it here. There's like, I think the, there's a big change in solar happening. I, I noticed James Fairsky mentioned it on one of his videos and I, uh, I kind of wanted to keep it a secret because I've noticed it as well, but I'm just going to, we're going to let the cow out of the bag here. Um, the biggest change that we're seeing in solar is personal branding. And something you mentioned was like key on that. You said that once I started publishing or teaching, putting myself out there, that's when I really started learning. Yeah. So like there's a few of us out there that are doing that. Like I can probably yeah. count on my cans, how many people are actually in the solar industry right now, putting ourselves out there. Yeah. How important or how big a change did you notice in your personal life and production when you started putting yourself out there? Yeah. I mean, so the thing about that is I, I heard from Jim quick. He said, when you teach, when you teach something, you learn it twice, you get to learn it twice. Huh? And so that was pretty cool. And I've always been a, for a long time, I've been a really strong believer in learning more and always continuing to grow and learn. And so as I, when I first started putting myself out there, making videos and putting content out, I was realizing, I was relearning all these things and really uh, locking them in into my mind and now being more aware of everything I'm doing. As I'm teaching it, I'm now becoming more aware of those things. I'm talking to myself a lot of times. I'm putting these videos out, these content, is to remind myself and to make myself more accountable. So once I put it out there, now I really got to keep doing that. I can't stop because I already told everybody that's what I do. Um, so it really helped solidify that and made me, yeah, work even harder now that I'm in front of everybody and, you know, putting myself out there. It really helps in that way. Yeah. And I, I think that the same thing we saw with door to door and solar from like the 2012s to the 2016s where everybody started getting in and the early adopters did very, very well for themselves. I think that's the same thing that's gonna happen with these kind of conversations where people put themselves out there. The early adopters, they're gonna to, to be that much farther ahead than everybody else when they yeah. finally start to jump on the bandwagon. And right. I'm saying this right now, and I, it's gonna be curious to see how many people actually listen to that 
and take the initiative to start putting themselves out there. Yeah, and, a, and I've been preaching that for a while. I, I've been telling people, start making videos, you know, start putting out content, um, post your pictures or your uh, installs. And, and there's been times when I did stuff like that, then people, then I start my, seeing my feed, people posting their installs or tagging their customers. And, and so, yeah, it's good to see that people are starting to pick it up. You know, social media is powerful and it can do a lot of good um, using, by using it the right way. So, so you have a couple of things you put out there. So I want, so people like there's, you can follow Earl in a lot of different ways. So just take it away, brother. <laughs> yeah. So I have a few groups where I, I help people. So mainly again, mindset and skill set. So for skill set, I have a page called D2D stands for door to door energy experts. And so there we're talking about door to door tactics and in-home tactics, just solar focused in that group. And then for mindset, I have the gratitude mindset group where it's just practicing being grateful and positive and things like that because uh, I believe gratitude can really make you present. And a lot of times when it comes to struggling on the door to door or in sales, it's because we're not present. We're thinking about future stuff, bills or stuff from the past. And so we're not present in the present moment. So gratitude helps you become present. So gratitude mindset is the group and then Early Energy Expert is where I post content to, for my brand. That's where I educate people with videos and, and a lot of content for customers. So that's the customer side. So if you want to know how to build your own brand or how to make videos and what kind of content to put out, you can go there and hack my posts. So there, there, there's, a, there's a catch, Earl. How, how much does all that cost? Uh, for free, actually. Yeah, you just, just, just go to my groups and see what I'm doing. It's all free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's free so but again and that kind of like I, that loops it back it's like you're here to help and serve others yeah and a lot of that means doing free work yeah but when I look at you and talk to you I can tell your life's pretty much pretty good um, there, there might be you know some unbalance there but your life's in balance you seem pretty happy and seem pretty yeah. fulfilled yeah Right. For sure. So yep. I think there's, I'm sure you're doing well financially too, because you're in solar and you're, you're been here for a long time. But I think that other half of the coin is what's really important because by you living that kind of lifestyle, you also get to have your cake and eat it too. Like you get to make the money, but you also seem really happy. And maybe it's because you're just Kama Aina. You're, you're, you're <laughs> like, you're just a person in the land. You're, you're Hawaiian. But I think it's more than that. Right. Or like, I don't know. Give me a sounding board on that. Yeah, I mean, so one of my favorite quotes is from Zig Ziglar, and he says, uh, "You will have everything you want in life if you'll help, if you'll just help enough other people get what they want." And I always resonate with that over and over. All my life, I've always been the friend that, "Hey, you need a ride somewhere? You need some help?" I had people crash on my couch for some time, different people, and so I was just always that person to to give. And I believe living is about giving, and the more you give, the more you get. But that's not why you give, you know. And so I have had this, um, this analogy of, you know, this big conduit. And, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe or just whatever it is, you know, some, some intelligent being or whatever, there's a conduit. And you, you receive. Everybody receives. But there's another side of that conduit. And a lot of people block it off. You know, they keep stuff. They're, self, they're like, oh, I don't want to give it up. It's that mindset of scarcity. So I only have so much. So I'm going to save it. But when you open that other side of the conduit and you just let it flow through, 
it keeps coming in. It doesn't stop. And so I've been noticing over the last 120 days now, I've been practicing gratitude even more deeply. And it seems like the more I give, the more value I put out there, the more I help people in any, any way, what I need comes my way in ways I've never expected. So like, you know, referrals or a random lead from LinkedIn or all kinds of stuff have been coming in as I focus on actually putting value out there. You, a lot of us are paid or we, you know, we receive according to the value you put out and what we're worth. And so I think the more value you can put out, um, the more it's going to come back. Love that, dude. I like, anyway, uh, <laughs> every time I do one of these interviews, it's always, I always learn more and I'm always more appreciative of the other person I'm talking with. And that's definitely what this has been. It's like, man, I really have like this affinity towards Earl. He's just a good guy and I want to just keep following him. So I think, I think people listening are going to follow that, like resonate with that too. So um, that's all the questions I have. Any like thing you want to wrap it up with or. Cool, man. I mean, yeah, no, I appreciate the interview, man. Like I said, part of, part of the reason I wanted to be a part of this challenge is to really continue to bring value. And I know this interview is going to help somebody. Hopefully somebody takes even one part of this interview and applies it like right away. And it hopefully helps them. I know there's different things that are going to help different people. Um, but again, I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to let go of all the negative thoughts and start putting in positive thoughts and then um, focus on helping people more than anything else. I mean, once you can do that, <laughs> then things will happen. And, and the last thing I'll say is, um, your energy, it, it matters because when, so when you're at the door, like it's going to be energy versus energy. You know, the door opens, homeowner has their energy, you have your energy. And I think most people uh, fail to keep their energy up and be in control of the conversation and they let their energy um, kind of lead them uh, to rush them through the pitch and things like that. But that's going to happen even before you get to the door. So working on your energy is something you do at home when you're not at work so that when you get to work, you have it, it's full you're ready to go. Um, and that just comes with, you know, more having morning routines, exercising, becoming healthy, a lot of building, building yourself up to be ready for these things. Cause there's going to be a lot of hard stuff coming. So you got to build yourself up to be ready for it. Love it, brother. Okay. So guys, there's a lot, lot there's a lot of way this, the cool thing is this is the end of this. You can yeah. follow Earl on, if I get these right, let me know. Earl energy expert, door door energy experts and gratitude mindset. That's right. And you can follow my, my personal page as well, Eric Capule. Eric Capule. Okay. Mahalo, brother. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be chatting with you later. Right on. Thanks, Cody.